Welcome to OsteoCast, where we talk all things osteopathy, functional anatomy, and movement. With your hosts, myself, Colby Brokel, Amanda Boysen, and Sarah Pucal. Welcome back to another episode of OsteoCast. Uh, today, guys, we are going to go over our years in review chat a little bit about some of the stuff that we've done, some of the stuff that we've been thinking about, and then of course, uh, getting ready for next year. We did want to let everybody know that over the course of the holidays, we're going to take a little recording and posting break. So this will be the last episode until January. Uh, Obviously, we're always available if you want to shoot us a message on Facebook or Instagram to ask any questions or give us some podcast topics or something uh, you may be interested in hearing about. But either way, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope everyone have a great set of holidays and uh, enjoy the time with your families. So to dive right into it, <laughs> to, uh, to dive right in, um, what, uh, how's, how's your years gone, guys? How have you found the clinic was this year, considering we were open for a full year with the up and downs of the last couple of years? How did you find clinical practice and did you have any major breakthroughs in your thought processes through treatment? So yeah, this year, I think I grew a lot in my practice in terms of being able to treat for the whole year. I think that's been something we haven't seen in the last few years. So it's been nice to have hands on tons of bodies, test out different things. We've also taken quite a quite a few courses this year, um, more towards the latter half of the of the year. And so now it's about trying to really hone in those skills and integrate them into my practice. Um, but definitely have seen a change in how my my hands um, are sensitive to things and being able to find um, deeper lesion patterns and, and correct deeper lesion patterns um, because my sensitivity in my hands is a little bit different, which has been really neat. Um, I felt that shift happen about twice already this year and then kind of once again just recently. Um, so that's that's always an exciting an exciting thing. Um, I think from a clinic perspective, it's really exciting to um, grow and expand your network. And I think that that's happened for me as well this year. And so those are our big positives, I think, from my perspective. Nice. That's always good to, nice. be able to reflect and notice that. Yeah, it's kind of funny how it just like hits you, right? Like the other day in practice, I just all of a sudden it was like, oh, that's like so easy to find or so easy to feel or like that's a whole nother layer. It's kind of catches you off guard. And then you're like, oh, that's like, it's really neat when you can think about it. That's really neat when you can feel that happening and just notice the changes in your hands, especially when you're working with clients. Because it is our job and it's something we do every day. So we might sometimes take for granted Um just the changes that happen through our self-development, especially because we're always so focused on what the patients need and how we can help the patients. Uh, So my year uh, was an interesting year. I had a big move this year uh, in my practice. So uh, clinical setting was uh, very busy up till um, I moved, which happened at the end of August of this year. Um, so moving a full practice and then transitioning the practice over to uh, another practitioner. 
So they kind of kept the same practice I was working at, came in with me in the last few months to help introduce to other, to all the patients and get them acclimatized to the clinical environment. And then uh, starting over, basically, um, the osteo practice in Stratford was definitely a very humbling experience and still is. Um, we do take for granted how well you've built your practice over the last five years. Um, and that there isn't really effort to get yourself known or get your name out there in the world. So it's definitely been uh, a growth year for sure and will continue to be a developmental year for myself. Um, on top of uh, taking some courses, which have been really good from a developmental perspective, um, from knowledge and palpation, and just how can we how can we fix the problem with less effort and quicker is always the goal. And how can I be more efficient in what I do and help my patient um, with less time on the table? Yeah. So to ask you a question, Sarah, and you don't have to get into details, of course, but um, when it comes to like restarting your practice, how long have you been in Stratford now? Uh, since September. So it's been about three months. Yeah. Um, are you back at like, are you, are you now at like a full practice again or is it still in the, the growing period? Uh, I would say it's still in the growing period. Um, I also think it depends your perspective. For sure. It's, I think for most people, it'd probably be a full practice, but I was used to being so, so busy um, in my previous clinic that um, not being kind of jam-packed doesn't feel full for me. So that also might be a perspective change, but I would still say I'm in the the growth period of lots of room for new patients um, and have already kind of had patients where we've put them more on a maintenance schedule. Treatment's been pushed out quite a bit, which has been great to already have the, just already have clients that are kind of on that maintenance doing much better phase already, which kind of is what you want, right? To keep more room in the practice for new people to come in. That's good. I was just asking just That's for awesome. people listening, just to get the an understanding. Like obviously you've built one practice and now you're building another. So you have some experience as far as talking to people and, and building some rapport, but also doing some stuff in the community to put your name out there. But it's a nice note for people listening or practitioners listening to get an idea that, you know, in four to six months, if you move, you can be back at a uh, close to full practice, right? So that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. It takes time, though. I think just managing expectations. Yeah, well, that's why that's kind of where I was going with it. Yeah, yeah. I think, too, it's important to know as a practitioner, like what, what your um, capacity is. Uh, because your capacity, Sarah, will be different than mine, then it'll be different from Colby's. So understanding what your responsibilities are outside of the clinic and knowing what is what you're capable of inside the clinic to provide good treatment. I'm sure everybody has a number per day or a number per week where if they do that many things get a little bit chaotic or treatment's not as good or, you know, you're really run down at the end of the week. Um, and I think we've all kind of flirted with what that number is kind of early on in practice once we were starting to get busy um, and have kind of really redefined what our schedules look like to make sure that we can provide the best treatment. So I think it's different when you're in the building phase of your 
your clinic and then it kind of becomes another shift where you're like, okay, now I'm in the like stabilization or um, the phase where I'm trying to make sure that this career is going to be um, a long one and not Mm -hmm. get burnt out. Yeah, that's such a good point, Amanda, because it's very easy, um, at least for myself in the early days to just, I think we were all pretty similar. You just kind of work as much as you can tolerate, even if that means you go home tired and then you do start to get a perspective shift wondering, you know, obviously you don't, you know, we love our job, but there's also more outside of life than just working. So kind of figuring out that balance to not be exhausted when you come home every weekday evening and not to feel like you have to spend your whole weekend recharging. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's Which takes time to find that balance because we all have bills to pay. For sure. (laughs) Well, you you, you go up and down in it, right? Like you start out and it's just like trying to build your practice. And once the practice is built, you just keep growing it until – you can't grow it anymore, whether it's because you're tired or you literally have no space or time. And then you have to figure out how does, how does life work? How much time do I want to be at home? How much time do I want to spend in the clinic? And the other side of things, unfortunately, is, is what kind of finances do I want to have or what kind of finances do I need to be able to, to spend as much time at home as I can or as much time doing things that you like to do, right? Yeah. And again, that's going to change in different chapters of your life as well. Oh, yeah. I will tell you oh, that I don't sure. think I'll ever be treating a hundred plus patients again because I'm just a zombie for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've definitely yeah. had that conversation. Like oh, yeah. you're just wrecked by the end of the week. Nothing else happens. You need the whole weekend to recover. Yes. You're finally recovered and it's time to go back to the clinic. Yeah, Yeah, which is no quality of life, which I know we all talk to our patients about quality of life and making sure they have balance within their working day and outside of work. Well, and as any sort of practitioner or really any any workplace where you're dealing with customer service or helping people is like you have to do your due diligence and you have to – require yourself to be energized and be healthy to be able to help people. Because if you're too tired or you're sore, or you're sick or whatever it may be because you're working too much, you don't have the ability to to think and apply the care that people are are deserving of in your practice. So if you push yourself to the point where you're not performing optimally or you're not capable of reflecting and building because you're doing too much work, then it's it might be important to reflect and say, what do I need to do here so that I can constantly be learning and progressing myself, but most importantly, that my patients are all getting the results and the customer service that they deserve. And I also think that comes back to practice what you preach, right? So if you or telling people how important it is to get treatment, even if it's once every three months, just to keep their body mechanics moving to the best capacity it can, then we also need to make sure we go get treatment as practitioners and we have enough sleep and we nourish our body properly. So I also find sometimes it's a good um, good reminder, right, what we kind of tell our patients to also make sure we take that into account and reassess if it's not in balance or not where it should be. In our own personal life, because people look, you know, we're, you want to mirror what you preach, what you talk about. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. All right, Colby, let's hear about your year. 
So this year I just slept mostly. I didn't do anything. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> this year was a pretty good year for, for development purposes. Um, it was awesome to be back in clinic full time and not be uh, limited in terms of our, our time in the clinical space, which was nice. Um, professionally, we have uh, in my clinic, we've grown to the point where all our practitioners are busy and we're looking at bringing, but we are bringing someone new on in the new year, which is nice. Um, personally, professionally, as far as it goes for my education and things like that, I haven't done a, a ton of formal courses, but I've done a ton of reading and studying in um, osteopathy in the cranial field, as well as um, biodynamic osteopathy. So just trying to expand my horizon and my understanding of osteopathy and the other variations or other pathways that there are because most people who have studied osteopathy have seen the different pathways that have come over time in history whether it's sticking classical or mechanical or cranial based or or functional osteopathy whatever it may be so just trying to expand my horizon and understand where each of those pathways goes and how they're useful in treatment and and how to integrate them into the clinical practice so that you can basically help as many patients as you can with whatever tools that you may need to do so. So that's been the biggest thing for me this year uh, in practice and ultimately uh, just attempting to, as Sarah said, help people with as, as little dosage or as little force as we can and be as efficient as we can in the clinical practice so people get better in less time and constantly just trying to push that envelope. So it's been a really good year development wise for that. Um, and finally, of course, being back to work for the full year has been awesome. So it's been been quite a year when it comes to all of those things. So we're happy to have a good year and looking forward to what comes with next year. Woohoo. Woohoo. Very exciting. <laughs> Woohoo. I kind of, until you said it, I didn't really realize that it was our first kind of full year since uh, the COVID lockdowns. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. It was a quick year. It flew by. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was just happy that we got a full year out of it because there's a couple up and downs there and it's been nice to have that consistency. I know when we were in and out of work for a little while, it was uh, difficult to say the least because you'd finally get into a rhythm and, and discover some things or start learning in practice and then you'd be closed for another couple months. So you were just constantly trying to like kind of get in the groove and this year has been nice because you've been able to, I've been able to be in the groove in the treatment process uh, for most of the year, which is definitely great for not only the patients, but also for personal development. Yeah. Yeah. Super nice. Well, and you, I think both you and Amanda as well have done, um, you've had quite a few students shadow you as well, which is, it would be the first year that you've had people shadow you. No. Before COVID, we've had I've had people shadow. Yeah. Okay. But first yeah. you're kind of post COVID. Yeah. 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 There's been people in and out the whole time, obviously, without like when we weren't closed. But yeah, I've had shadowing since the start and still now, but I think more this year than previously, because a lot of the the people who started school in my area anyways are now in their their third and fourth year of school. So they've had the ability to come in and shadow. So certainly more this year than I've had in previous years. Nice. And who are you going to bring in um, to the clinic? Another osteo or an RMT? Another osteo. Yeah. We're going to bring another osteo on. 
another osteo nice yeah. that's exciting yeah so we've exciting. we've tried a couple times with massage but it's difficult to find someone who fits the clinical setting and has the same values as we do so we've had a couple in and out but there's a an osteo in town that we've been chatting and I think that it's going to work out. So we're going to bring them on come January to help us with our load of patients and of course help them out as well. And hopefully uh, everything goes well with it. Nice. It will. Very exciting. Well, it sounds like we all had an, a great year and we're very blessed to be in careers that we love. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. And I would say for people listening, if you don't do a little year in review, then you should grab a grab a couple pieces of paper, a notebook, and do a little review of your professional and personal life for the year just to reflect and see how things have gone. And then, of course, it will help you make some plans for next year and the things that you can work on or, or maybe some interests that you have and, and start to make some plans towards that. I find that's a very helpful tool each year to continue to develop and push forward. It's always fun to look back on, right? Because sometimes you you forget those things unless you have a way of going back and reviewing. Yeah, I went through my yeah. 2022 goals recently and my, my planner thing, and I hit all my goals except uh, losing more weight. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Colby. Uh, That's okay. I got a I'm, I'm glad you hit all of your other goals. I got a kick out of that. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. We've enjoyed spending 2022 with you and we will be on a little holiday hiatus and we'll see you again in 2023. Awesome. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy new year.